what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hey, I'm Amy Chang, and I'm a nationally board-certified health and wellness coach, and this is Healthy AF. Here, we're going to bring to you all things health. You'll hear stories of people who have transformed their health, and in the meantime, transformed their lives. We'll answer those burning questions about the newest health strategies, and we'll tackle some common roadblocks that my clients bring to me all the time. Lastly, we're going to talk to some practitioners who will bring to you different modalities that they're passionate about and how you could benefit from using those. So buckle in. We're going to be inspired, instructed, and have a little fun with Healthy AF. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. Um, We're back for another episode of Healthy AF. And this has been one, um, again, a long time in the making, actually. It's something that I feel really strongly about. It is upper cervical care. And I've got my friend, um, Dr. Zach Shaw, here with me to um, explain some about upper cervical care. What is it? Because I didn't know until, you know, five-ish years ago, um, who would benefit from it, why he does it, why it's important. So welcome, Zach. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Miss Amy. Um, As you know, upper cervical chiropractor, and uh, we do things a lot different from your general chiropractor, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot different. In fact, I will. Um, do you do you care if I if I share how I found upper cervical? I think that would be a perfect start to this episode. I do. Okay. Um, well, I think it was 2010. I first started with like, oh my gosh, my back is killing me. What the heck happened? I was warming up in um, CrossFit for the CrossFit Open. I was warming up on like a hundred pound deadlift, which is, was really light for me at the time. It was about half of what I could lift. So um, I was just doing a couple deadlifts and all of a sudden I heard this big ginormous pop and um, there it started with the back problems. Um, I ended up having an MRI. They said that I had a bulging L4, L5 and I could get a cortisone shot. And I said, um, is that going to take me out of pain? And they said, yes. And I said, well, you know, the minute you take me out of pain, I'm going right back into the gym. So perhaps it would be a wise idea not to do that shot. And we did it. And, um, uh, thus start me, started me on a journey with, with back pain and and what that back pain looked like for me was uh, low back pain. That was pretty on again, off again, frequent spasms, a lot of acupuncture, massage, um, general chiropractic care, Reiki, uh, resting in the gym, stretching, uh, working in the gym, strengthening my core, like just a lot of stuff. And then you fast forward to 2017 and, um, I herniated L4, L5 doing a Olympic lift. Actually, I did make the lift just for the record. I figured you did. Yeah. I made the lift. My back did not. That bone could have shot right out of you. You'd still put that thing up. Yeah, I probably would have. So then in 2000, I think it was late 2017, a friend of mine said, have you ever considered upper cervical care? And remember, I mean, at this point, I really had done everything. And um, I said, no, I don't know what that is. And, so you're um, so at least you ask the question because most people would be like, well, but my problems in my back. Why are you going to work up here, right? <laughs> oh yeah, after seven years of on again, off again, um, and and let me describe because I think that our listeners will, it, the listeners who deal with this will be nodding their heads, right? Uh-huh. So it was it was not just my lower back that was painful. It was um, a lot of pelvis stuff going on. Um, urinary incontinence was getting worse. I was peeing in my pants a lot worse Mm. than I had been. Um, let's see, it was the sitting, like, you know, I couldn't sit on my butt bones. I had to sit on like one cheek or the other cheek. God help us. If we were in like a long car ride or a long plane ride, very, very uncomfortable for me to sit. My most favorite position would have been like laying on the floor with my um, 
knees up, maybe my calves in on the couch or, or my calves like laying on, on top of the chair. I actually did a board meeting laying on the ground one time like that because my back was, she was not having it. Um, mm. I spent frequent times like in the bed with the back spasms. It happened one time when I was picking up a pillow from the floor and it just spasmed up. So it was sort of that constantly um, about every two or three weeks just a, just a flare up. And even when I felt good, I was terrified because I never knew what I might do, how I might move, um, that it was going to really give me trouble. So for instance, I never did movements like a front carry, like, you know, uh, you want to put the laundry basket in front of you and carry it. That was very painful for me. It was, it was sort of like a tentative movement. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, the the halfway bend, reaching into the dishwasher or reaching mm-hmm. into the middle drawer in my bathroom, that halfway bend. Oh my God, that was such a no zone. Um, even putting on my pants and my shoes, picking up that one foot instead of sitting down to put on pants or shoes or holding on. Um, there were a lot of movements that I just frankly didn't really do if I could avoid them. I changed my movement patterns uh, to stay out of pain. And um, five years later, healed with upper upper cervical care. So that's how I got into upper cervical care. And that's, Is uh, that, it's a that's common story for to you? me. That's honestly mm-hmm. very similar to what I went through. Yeah. Um, tell us. Yeah. So I was in, undergrad. I was about 19 years old, severe lower back pain. Um, I was, I had a prescription for Vicodin at 19. Uh, Wow. Yeah. That was, that was kind of when I had to keep refilling scripts to like get through the day. That's when I was like, yeah, this, my future doesn't look too bright if I have to keep doing Mm -hmm. this, you know? Um, I tried cortisone injections, deep tissue massage, all kinds of stuff that, that, uh, medicine was telling me to do. Um, found a chiropractor, a general chiropractor, just a rack them, crack them shop type of thing, you know? And they got me, they got me there pretty good. I'd say they got me about 75% of the way there where I felt a lot better. Um, at the same time, I wasn't taking my acid reflux medication. It was great. Mm. And, uh, then when I, I decided to become a chiropractor because it worked so well for me, I ended up going to chiropractic school. That's when I found upper cervical care, which is mm. uh, what got me to that from that 75 to that 100 um, percent. Now it's like no back pain, no reflux. Actually, if I'm out up here, if I know I need adjusted, I'll get a little bit of reflux. And I know hmm. that's my sign. Hey, I need adjusted. And sure enough, it goes right away. So that's kind of uh, how I got into it. The philosophy just makes so much sense. It's a simple approach that uh, kind of really sticks to that less as well. Okay, I want to I want to stick a pin in that a minute. Hang on. So I, I'd like to see a total health picture of you at nineteen. Were you active? Were you yeah. um, what other health issues sort of were irritating for you? Um, what was going on at 19? What was your stress level? What was going on there? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, so I was in, let me think about this. I was in college. I was in my sophomore year. I was a football player in a wrestling high school um, where our, our strength and conditioning in football was how much weight can you throw on the bar? Can you get it down? Can you get it back up? And that was it. There was no, uh, there was no form involved, nothing. So me being short and stocky dude, trying to, trying to get scholarships and stuff, I'm throwing as much weight on there as I can, getting it up. But then two years later, I'm paying for it and my back is on fire. I can't, I'm the kid in class who has to stand up in the back of the class because I can't sit down for longer than 10 minutes. Um, I get an internship and I'm missing, I'm missing days of work because I can't sit down. I can't, I can barely get out of bed. And oh my it's those little, It's those little things that you mentioned, like uh, picking up a pillow off the floor and my back would go out and I'd be laid up in bed for a couple of days. Hmm. Um, 
and medicine just didn't have the answer for me. All it was was patch and symptoms, patch and symptoms, so I could just get around, you know, um, until I found a I, did, I mean, I did that for seven years. Yeah. I patched exactly. symptoms for seven years. Um, and, and, and I, I probably, I, okay. I don't know if you feel this way too. I'm going to put a pin in myself because I'm going to save that thought for later. Okay. So you're this kid who can't get up out of bed some days. You've been lifting heavy. You've been an athlete. Right. You and got honestly, I, reflux. I, I had reflux that, uh, I had reflux since I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, got on Nexium, which has been recalled, of course. I didn't know Nexium had been recalled. Yeah, well, they had. I think they might have reformulated or something. But okay. Yeah, it was. It, I can't remember what the what the problem was with it. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's a drug, right? They all have problems. But um, uh, I remember being in my chiropractor, and my back was feeling so much better. And I was like, "Hey, doc, like I take this prescription for." Uh, acid reflux. Do you think I should get off of that? And him being the good chiropractor he is, he said, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not going to tell you to do that. Yeah. Well, if I were you, maybe try it for a couple of days. And I did it. I stopped taking it that next day and I haven't taken it since. <laughs> um, because not only was my spine structure changing to help my back, but my nervous system was clear or my brain could talk to my stomach better than it ever had. And that's why the acid Right. And so, okay, go ahead. No, you go. Okay. No, me. Okay. So this is what, I, where I'm at and I'm leaning in on the Zach, Zach Shaw story. So you're 19, you've been through all the stuff. You finally go to a chiropractor, you get like 75% relief. You're like, Oh my gosh, this is great. I need to learn how to do this. You go through chiropractic school what led you to specialize in, that's the easiest way for me to describe it to people is it's a, it's sort of a specialty. Um, what led you to upper cervical care from general chiropractic care? Um, probably the best marketing of all time, which is called a free lunch. (laughs) A free lunch. And you were how old? What then by? I was at that point I was twenty. Three, I think. Yeah, so you still needing free lunches at twenty three? Okay, I'm still taking free lunches as much as I can. (laughs) Uh, So I'm in chiropractic school. Um, It's my of 2017, and I so. In chiropractic school, at least at Sherman College, which is where I went in Spartanburg, South Carolina, at 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., there's no classes. There's clubs. So you go to your specific technique. So mm. for those who, ha- who have no idea about chiropractic, even those who've been seeing a chiropractor for decades, you probably don't know there's like a thousand different techniques of practicing chiropractic. So during that lunch hour, we would you would go to your club and some people would just dive into one club and that's what they would do. Some people would go all over the place and check out different places. So I go to this, uh, it was a coaching group, a chiropractic coaching group. And Dr. Drury, who was my mentor, he's a partner in the business that I, that I run in Wilmington. Um, he was speaking and he was buying everyone pizza. So I was like, well, I don't, I don't have lunch today. I'll go, I'll go to this talk. Sure. And it was all about, how to how to have a practice on one bone, meaning the atlas bone, the top bone in the neck. And he told us his story. Um, you know, I'm sitting there listening to him, and he's saying how he has people come from China, and Italy, and LA, and all over the world to come see a chiropractor. I'm like, that's crazy. What is this guy doing? And then he's telling me how people are getting healed from late stage kidney failure and. completely going away. I mean, just unbelievable stuff. Not just your typical neck and back pain like you see from most chiropractors, right? So he had an offer at the end of his talk. He said, hey, you know, I I want to spread this worldwide as best I can. That's basically what he does. He's, he's, a, he's a practitioner, but he also is a big promoter of upper cervical. So he, he basically invites us, hey, every Wednesday night, come up, get x-rays, 
you can, I'll take care of you. You get adjusted once a week, you know, pick my brain, whatever. He opened his office at like six o'clock. I think it was every Wednesday night. So we'd get a caravan to go up there. You know, sometimes it was just me and a couple buddies. Sometimes it was 20 of us. We would just try to recruit at our school for him. And that's when I just fell in love with it. That's when I started getting care. That's when I noticed that 75% to a hundred percent really getting where I wanted to be with my health. Um, and one of the biggest things I noticed was I was getting adjusted up here, but when I would, when I would go into a back squat in the gym, Mm-hmm. I was pushing off equally off both my feet, both my quads and my hamstrings were engaging equally. And I was like, this is nuts. I've never, never felt such balance like this. before. Mm. It's like, there's something to this because my legs are working better, but I'm getting adjusted up here. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I started, started following him, following him around was basically like, I want to do what that guy does. And I was blessed to, for him to give me an offer in, uh, while I was halfway through chiropractic school to work for him, went, went to Charlotte after I graduated, worked for him for two years and then came out to Wilmington, opened our upper cervical practice here. And now we're serving the Wilmington community and getting some, some awesome results for people in, in, in Wilmington. And it's been a blast. We love it. It's mm. a lot of fun. What's been, what's been the most, like, I know that when, um, whenever I talk to upper cervical care, people, right? I hear amazing things. I I just do, you know, and I feel like my body's pretty amazing. Like the, I I didn't even think about the balance, but me too, Zach, I had worked for years on like a lazy glute because in the bottom of a squat, one side just would not fire. I mean, it just would not get up out of that squat. And you could see me um, what that looked like in the gym is I'd go all the way down. And then when I'd start coming up, it would almost look like I'd lean to one side and then go, yeah, mm-hmm, go up. Cause you know, one butt cheek is pushing and the other one isn't ready to go yet. Right. So, um, the same thing, I feel so much more balanced in my, my movements and I don't pee as much like my, my pelvic, uh, instability even with my hips and, you know, all of that, where all of those muscles attach, all of that firing was wonka doodle too. And, and that's, that's cleared up. So I'm, I am a firm believer of the, the miracles, but every once in a while I get surprised by something like somebody will say like, yeah, I started upper cervical care. And in fact, I'll tell you where, what I'm surprised by. Um, you know, I've had seizures since I was 15 little tiny petite mall seizures, staring spells. Right. Um, and as I aged, I didn't take, I, I have taken medication for them in the past. Um, and then I didn't have to take medication for them, but consistently I'd have about a seizure every six months. And I know that because I tracked it in my calendar because I went to see a neurologist every six months. Right. Mm-hmm until about the last year since I moved down here to Wilmington. Um, and every six months he said, have you had any seizures? And every six months I'm looking in my calendar. Yes, I had one. And because of my nursing background, probably I chart in my little calendar where I had it, what I was doing. Typically it was when my brain was moving around doing burpees, rowing or kettlebells. That's when I noticed. Yeah, I know. Right. So interesting. So interesting. Um, and I will never forget this one time he said to me, you were swinging a kettlebell. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, what'd you do? And I said, I kept going. I was on like 58. I had to go to 75. <laughs> so that's the kind of staring spells that I would get into. Like, right. I didn't feel good. I could, I could feel it coming. I could, I had a definite post-ictal stage two where I felt a little yucky after it happened. Um, And it took me about two years under upper cervical care to realize that the next time I went to the neurologist and he said, when's the last time he had a seizure, that I hadn't had one. And so it literally has been, let's see, it's been five years since I started. It's been about three years since I had a seizure. And that's never happened since I was 15. I'm 50. So 15 to 47 very consistent seizure pattern. 
And that was, and it wasn't something I was looking for help with, right? From chiropractic care. I didn't care. It really didn't bother me. I could keep swinging my kettlebells. I could tell it was coming so I could sit down if I needed to. Never dreamed that it would make a difference and that wasn't looking for it. So I'm curious. Yeah, go. I was going to say, I'm just curious, sort of one of the things that you've seen that you're like, shit, I didn't see that coming. No, that's good. Um, and, And it's so funny you bring that up because I can think of countless stories where someone comes in for low back pain like yourself and then they come in and be like, hey, doc, I didn't tell you this, but this is cleared up too. It's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Your nervous system's working like it should. Um, just off the top of my head, I can think of multiple people, even since we opened in Wilmington, which was mm-hmm. less than two years ago, um, come in below both of these guys I'm thinking of in particular, low back pain, bigger guys. Um, one was an older gentleman. He's gentleman. He's probably close to 80 now, but got off his insulin for diabetes. Oh, great. You know, he's yeah. got a big old pot belly. I mean, he's, I'm like, hey, Bill, you, did you change anything with your diet, your exercise? Nope. I'm doing the same old thing, but I'm getting my nervous system clear. Ah, that's cool. Another one was much more subtle. It was so funny. He was probably only, he was about a month into care. So about a month into care, he's had maybe 10 visits, maybe eight, 10 adjustments or so. And he comes in, he's like, yeah, doc, I haven't, uh, I haven't taken my insulin in two weeks. I'm like, oh, that's cool. What you been doing? He's like, well, nothing that I can think of. I'm like, well, you've been coming here, haven't you? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's like, that can help with this. I'm like, let me backtrack and I know, re- right? re-educate you, right? When we take care of that subluxation, that top bone in the neck, we get the brain talking to things like the pancreas. And so yeah. your insulin is going to be producing a lot more efficiently. And boom, all of a sudden, you don't need that artificial insulin because your blood sugar is normalized, you know? Um, those are just fun things that we get all the time. And I mean, we could tell, we could go after all kinds of stories, um, especially the ones where people, the medical community really don't know what to do with, uh, mm. fibromyalgia, uh, which everyone's heard of nowadays, Meniere's yep. disease, which is a, a serious. Yep. Facial condition. It's, uh, it's so terrible. They call it the suicide disease because people mm. deal with so much pain in their face and they just, they just can't take it anymore. Mm. Um, just awful, awful stuff um, that really patching symptoms just doesn't, at that point, doesn't get you anywhere. We're really okay. trying to get to the cause. At that so point. that's perfect. And that's where I'm going to take the pin out of myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put All a you. pin in myself Pull earlier. It out. Pull it out. Um, Explode. Here comes the pin. Uh, what I was going to say is I spent seven years of my life, you know, going to doctors in physical, different doctors, you know, doing all the things, you know, doing the physical therapy, the acupuncture, the Reiki, the general chiropractic care, even the cortisone shot, you know, doing all of that. And it was just a way of life for me. The, oh my God, my hip, my back might flare was a way of life for me. Uh, I think it took me those seven years to be ready to make the commitment that upper cervical care is. I'm not sure I would have been ready to make the commitment that upper cervical care is, you know, a year in or six months in or right off the bat. So Let's chat for a sec about um, technically what is upper cervical care. Theoretically, what's the underlying theory under how it works for the body? And then let's talk about like, you got to get married to it for a little while. And let's talk, let's get real about that. So I have to remember the three things I just said. (laughs) The first thing was the technical aspect of upper cervical care. What the heck is it? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's go into that first. Perfect. So upper cervical is, is you, you have two upper cervical bones. There's the atlas at the top of the neck, the axis, which is right below the atlas. These top two bones surround the brainstem. 
It's the most vital part of your body. Um, to give you a picture of how vital the brain stem is, you can get a bullet in the brain and live. Okay? You can actually, depending on where it hits in your brain, you can function pretty normally and maybe miss a couple things here and there. You get a bullet in the brain stem, you are gone. That's how vital it is. The vagus nerve comes off of it. If we know about the vagus nerve, it controls a lot of breathing and the way your heart beats. It's even some digestion. There's all kinds of stuff that happens at the brain stem, which is why we focus on that area. Is because if we can free up the brain stem, not only are we going to get a lot of vital functions. Allow the brain to communicate with the rest of the body like it should. Because if we think about it, our nervous system is one contiguous system, starting at the brain, coming down through the brain stem throughout the rest of our body, all the way to our fingertips and our toes, right? All those nerves had to start somewhere, and they all start right here at the brain stem. We call it Houston control because that is literally what's controlling everything. And so rather than going down the spine and trying to adjust those areas and get this probably temporary relief, we try to get to the cause of these lower issues, especially when it comes to the internal organs and things like that at the level of the brainstem. Now, I've got to go into the second part of upper cervical now because... It didn't make it didn't make total sense what I just said. If it says if you go to a general chiropractor and they're working on your lower back and things are feeling better, but is it actually fixing the problem? So when we see misalignments in everything below the top two bones in the neck, those are all misalignments that your body can fix itself. And the reason mm. being is because these misalignments in the spine are two dimensional the body can fix a two-dimensional misalignment. The area at the top of the neck, notice how much I can turn my head and tilt my head and look all around. It is the most mobile joint. Hmm. It's a three-dimensional misalignment that the body cannot fix. Hmm. So we have to get to the cause, that torqued misalignment. If we can correct it, those two-dimensional misalignments below can fix themselves. They just don't have the ability to until this is corrected. Now, there's a lot of physiology behind that based on where the brain's at. So your brain always has to be balanced. And when this top bone in your neck misaligns, taking the head with it, it takes that brain off balance. Now, your body has this reflex called the riding reflex that forces it to always be level. So for example, if you can see me on the screen, if the bone goes this way, then I'm going to have to drop a shoulder to rebalance my brain. Okay? Mm. And then if you can see below, I'm going to raise a hip to help balance the rest of my spine. Now, all of a sudden, you have these compensations going down your spine. A general chiropractor is going to see these compensations, these other misalignments. They're going to work on them. You're going to get some temporary relief. You'll feel pretty good. But it's always going to come back. Because mm -hmm. the cause is not being addressed, which is a specific adjustment up here. Because if we can find this misalignment and correct it and get the brain balanced naturally, your body doesn't need those compensations anymore. Now those misalignments can be, can go away on their own. The body will take care of them. And that's how we get a lower back to heal and stay healed. Rather than, like myself went through or like you went through, Amy, getting those lower back adjustments, you feel good until the next thing happens. There's just no oh, I, I feel good till like the next 45 minutes happened. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, granted, I had young children. I was in the van a lot. Right. Like I drove as much as a truck driver, just picking up people from school. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was it was tough, and and it, it never it almost never held. Right. Exactly. So, and I love my general chiropractors. Oh yeah, love, I love them love. too. And, uh, but, it, and it, but I needed something different, and I'm glad yes. I found it. We always say. Um, you know, I worked at a general chiropractor who, uh, for lack of better terms and no disrespect to chiropractors who do this, but it was basically a big insurance mill. It was um, a bunch of therapies that you could probably nowadays buy off Amazon. They hook you up to it. You feel pretty good. 
um, rack and crack all over the place. And I'd leave there feeling like I was on cloud nine. Um, and like I said, I got about 75% of the way there. But how do we get to 100%? And that's where specific upper cervical chiropractic comes in. Uh, okay, so that's, that's sort of the technical aspect of you got two bones at the top of your spine. Your skull sits on those. You, all the nerves go into your body, go through the little hole in your skull and through the little holes in your spinal uh, bones, your vertebra. And the top two are a little bit wackadoodle because they move differently than the others. And when we get those back in line, the rest of your body works well. Exactly. It's a top-down approach. And okay. uh, we could, we could, I mean, we don't have that much time in this video, but uh, I could go into all kinds of other physiological things. For example, one, one of the main ones that will hopefully your viewers will, will kind of light bulb go off is most of your balance receptors are right in the back of your neck right here. Okay, so your eyes, your ears, and these balance receptors in the back of your neck are what control you in space. It all happens up here. You would think it happens at the feet and it works its way up, right? Like a building foundation. That's mm -hmm. how you think it would be. But we're living beings. We are organic matter. We have a nervous system that completely overrides that type of thing when it comes to actual building construction, right? So all of that is right here. Our brain's controlling all of this. So actually taking this area, um, getting this under control is what's going to help actually everything below it. Um, that's why we've seen things like going mm. all the way down to your feet and we adjust up here. I don't touch the patient's feet. I don't even tell them to take their shoes off and they're able to get that plantar fasciitis healed up because we're restoring the body's correct balance. Okay. So I think that we've hit one and two because I think we're also hitting theory now, Right. And the theory is, is that when your top two bones are out and your brain can't communicate with your body, your body compensates in different ways and it presents in different ways. It may look like a disease process, like your pancreas can't make, live, uh, can't make insulin efficiently. It might look like um, you have allergies. It might look like you're always constipated. It might look like you've got low back pain and the rest of your little vertebra are trying to like um, compensate for this wackadoodle nut job neck vertebra and it's causing you all kinds of issues. Okay. That's the underlying theory. So let's jump in to why given the technique and giving the underlying theory, it is important to have a different structure when you enter under care for upper cervical care. That is not just come on in whenever you want to, and or I'll just see you next week for the rest of your life. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's great. Um, so there's that whole, there's, there's two schools in chiropractic, right? And this is, this is completely disregarding upper cervical versus full spine chiropractic. But you've got the relief care model and you've got the corrective care model. Relief care is what you were mentioning. Come on in when you're feeling bad. We're going to pop you up and down. You're going to feel pretty good. Come back and see me when you feel bad. At that point, you might as well take a Tylenol or an Advil. It's just a little bit healthier, right? Because you're not putting a toxin into your body. But honestly, it's almost the same thing. Hmm. Um, What's well, the same corrective. model? It's, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's the same model as our current same healthcare model. model. You know, exactly. It is. Yes. You you, Correct. Yeah, it's a, you have a sickness. You go treat your sickness. So that you don't have your sickness anymore. It, it is not it for is, thriving no, health. It is, total it is for survival. Mm -hmm, right. Yeah. Symptom. And that's okay. And that's okay. Like, exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and those guys, yeah. they can do amazing work. And a lot of people get, get great results from it. And that's what they do. The problem and is. Thank God they do. Yes. 100%. You know, when you're in a, when you're having a heart attack, you won't symptom care. Believe me. Yes. 100%. <laughs> no, exactly. You want to be in that and model when you find yourself having a heart attack. You don't want somebody saying like, well, let's meditate over it. No. Exactly. 
it's um it's yeah it, when it comes to crisis care we're in the greatest country in the world for that. Yeah. Problem okay, is so we've got a relief most model, mm-hmm, a relief model. model, you've got the corrective model, which is what I do, which is pretty much what every upper cervical doctor is going to do because we're not into relief care. Um, I tell people from the get-go when they first meet, I'm not going to treat your symptoms and I'm not going to cure anything. All I'm going to do is move a bone and I'm going to allow your body to do the rest. Because there's, mm. if, if, what, if what we find is what I take care of, which is a sensation, a.k.a. pressure on the nervous system due to a misalignment up here. And if we can correct that, we're going to give your body the best possible chance to function and heal like it should. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's where correction comes in because I'm not, I'm, my goal isn't to get you relief. My goal is to give so- you more function. In turn, so that takes a couple of weeks. Does that just time, take a couple weeks? You know, <laughs> typically not. Amy, you you should know this better than anybody, right? No, no um, and that's actually it, why it, I wanted it, to bring it up. You know, there's yes, 100%. there's sort of a joke um, in a lot of holistic practitioners. You know, massage therapist, physical therapist. It didn't take you a week to get like this. Okay. That's right. That's so it's right. not going to take us a week to clear this up. Um, Correct. And the so, body is very, uh, uh, I was going to say the body's very sneaky in that sense is the amount of times where someone comes in because they quote unquote threw their back out. So they're finally seeing a chiropractor. Oh, this is, you know, my back goes out once a year and it's been doing that for a few years, but I can manage it. And then we take x-rays and their spine's trashed. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you're, you're struggling the last week. But this has been going on for decades. And it's yeah. very, especially in the country we live in where we want that quick satisfaction, we like convenience. It's very difficult for someone to understand that. So that when I tell them, hey, this is going to take six months to fix, and we're going to have to see you frequently in the beginning to get this thing to hold in place, you know, as long as they're, like you, like you mentioned, it took you years to finally be like, I'm ready for this type of commitment. And that's typically the biggest barrier is people don't want to commit to actually correcting a problem. They just want to patch it up. That's the biggest problem. Right. You know, the, the body is such a magical, beautiful thing. Like really it can take all kinds of abuse before it finally says, Oh, like I'm hurt and I can't do that anymore. It, I mean, it really does. It heals up so much stuff all the time, you know, and so I think that when we do get in a state, the state that I was in that brought me in, you know, A, I didn't want any pain. Like I wanted to get out of immediate pain, but I, I wasn't actually, I think when I first went to upper cervical care, I wasn't like in um, an acute, like it wasn't the day that I herniated my disc. In fact, I think I, I herniated July 8th and I think I started upper cervical care like in October. And it was after I'd had a couple shots. It was either October or November. Um, and so I wasn't in that like, oh my God, I can't walk. Yeah, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't there, but I was like, this shit just got real, you know? Okay. So I bulged for 17, seven years. Now I've herniated, you know, it, this is not Okay. And so when I first um, went to go see my upper cervical care guy, he was like, um, okay, so when he did the x-rays and he looked at the way my body had compensated for, you know, however long I'd been out, he said, it looks like if we can get you in, get get your little top two vertebra to stay in alignment, then after a couple of years your body should be kind of back working its way through some of these compensations that it's been having to do for 25 years. And I found that to be true. Um, I started holding immediately. He put my little, I don't know if it was my Atlas or my Axis, but he just popped those bad boys back into place. And my body was like, Oh, that feels so good. Right. And, and it stayed in place for a long time. 
But I had to make that commitment that for the first little bit, I was going to see him three times a week for, you know, three, four weeks to make sure that I was holding. I think it was less than that. I think it was two weeks at three visits a week. And then because I was holding, I could go to two visits a week for like two weeks. So at that point, that's my, I mean, my first month, I had the expense and the time of six, what, uh, 12 visits. And it was a lot. Um, and I'm never ungrateful that I did it, man. I am glad every single day that I made that commitment, but it's a different mindset. And I hear it when I talk to people about upper cervical care and they go like, wait, what? You mean I'm not just going to go one time a week and pay $30? No, you're not. You're going to have to be, we're going to probably be the most expensive in town. Yeah. You're going to have to put your time in. What I appreciate from my own personal preference on how I want to take care of my body. And I've always been like this and I've been like this as a practitioner as well. Um, is I want to, I want to find what's causing it and I want to fix what's causing it so that we're not having the same conversation in 10 years. And for me, that's how our upper cervical care approached it. It was like, okay, you're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to drop the cash. You're going to have to be here. You're going to have to listen. <laughs> That's always a strain for me. You're going to have to listen and listen. Listen some more. But eventually you're going to be there. So what my path looked like was every like three times a week for a couple of weeks, two times a week for a couple of weeks after that. And by the time I was a month or two in, it was more like, we're going to see you every week or every two weeks. And then it was, we're going to see you, you know, when you feel like you're out. And at some point I had some body awareness that if my upper two bones got out of alignment, my right hip would start hurting. And I knew if my right hip started hurting, then I was probably out of alignment. And I noticed that I'd get out of alignment, not because of my work in the gym, but when I was under stress. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So that's what that sort of care pathway for me looked like. And I wanted to um, share that in this podcast so that I was really transparent about the type of care that we're talking about. Oh, yeah. And I just, after me saying that, do you have anything to add or anything I got wrong or anything no. you need to tweak or? No, you're, you're exactly right. It's, we start off at the, the point of this too. And this is what I tell a lot of people, you know, 70%, we did a study, 70% of our patients have already been to a chiropractor or currency. So they have to understand what the different, like not just upper cervical, but what the difference is between corrective versus relief care. Um, A big thing in my office that no one's ever heard of when it comes to chiropractic is I don't want to adjust you. There's going to be times where you come in, we have objective measures. We got a little scanner that I can tell what your nervous system is doing. And there's going to be times where you come in and there is no problem with your nervous system. And I'm going to pat you on the back very lightly so I don't mess you up. You know? <laughs> and I'm going to say, get out of here. And we're going to come down. We're going to go from two to one time next week because your body's holding the adjustment. You see most uh, general chiropractors, and for good reason, because they're really not correcting the cause. So there's, there's a lot more maintenance required. You're seeing them once a week forever. And you're getting adjusted every single time. Yeah. My goal is to not adjust you. I wish I wish the body worked that you could get adjusted one time and you're good to go forever. Once I figure that out, I'll let you know. Good for the next episode. But uh, yeah, that's 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 why we do it. Is the whole idea is that bone's been out for most of the time, depending on how old someone is. It's been a while that it's been out. I mean, I'm talking. Some of my older patients, we're talking 30, 40, 50 years, right? Based on their x-rays, I can tell how long it's been out. I put it You want to know a funny story? Go ahead. So when I first went, uh, 
I was pretty skeptical and I didn't really know if I trusted uh, my, my chiropractor yet, my upper circle care chiropractor. And so he had asked me, you know, have you had any accidents or falls or anything like that that you think might have put your neck out of alignment? And I'm like, nah, you know, I don't, I don't really think so. You know, he did my x-rays and he looked at the, basically the remodeling of my neck that would indicate how long I had been out of alignment. And he was like, you know, it looks from the remodeling in your neck, you've been out mm, 20, maybe 22-ish years. Um, I'm not sure if anything happened to you during that time. And then I cracked a big smile because I had rolled over my Isuzu Rodeo like almost exactly 22 years before. So I thought that was pretty uh, funny that A, I forgot to tell him that. And B, I'm glad I did forget to tell him because I was really quite skeptical. And when he nailed it like that with that um, uh, compensation pattern in my x-ray, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you another thing that I really enjoy about coming to upper cervical care. When you run that scanner up the back of my neck, to assess whether or not I need an adjustment. I can tell you as a practitioner, if you don't assess, what are you going to be doing treating people without assessing? Now, I get it that some things are okay. Like I can probably come and um, give you a back rub without assessing. And just like, that's going to feel good. And it does feel good. But if I'm going to give you a treatment to treat something, I need to know what the hey, hey, I'm treating. And so there needs to be an assessment. Well, if the, and if there's not, then you're solely, re, you're solely relying on subjective information, which is how the patient feels, which is so, it, it, it's not a good measure of what's going on. Dude, because your nervous you system is not going to tell you. Ain't nobody listening to their bodies. We live no. too fast. We stuff it all down. You know, even, you know, this week I've had COVID. It's been really hard for me to rest and clear my calendar just because mm. I have this sort of uh, nondescript ick going on. Like, I just don't, I'm not feeling it, right? Mm. It's just a, not a good feeling. And normally, if, if it were not COVID and I didn't want to infect anybody else, even though I'm after my five-day quarantine, I probably would have like, you know, like, all right. Suck it up and go. Um, I would not have stopped to listen to my body. How's my body feeling? I mean, I have to listen to my right hip to know that my neck is out of alignment. I, mean, I, I run into people, the majority of people I see don't listen to their bodies well. Not at all. So, yeah, if you're looking for subjective information, that's sort of challenging. So challenging. Yeah. So we, so we have to have these objective measures, like things like X-ray, uh, the scanner that we use to determine if there's pressure on the nervous system. Because you know? if I didn't have that, how would I know if you even need adjusted or not? You don't. Right, and sometimes you're you just, even still check my feet. Yeah, exactly. To make we're sure just, we're just we're just questioning everything if we don't have these objective tools to know what's going on. And in my, in my business, we're talking about the nervous system. So we have objective tools to determine what the nervous system is doing. And that's, that's across the board, not just chiropractic, but people have to have these objective measures. Like the, for example, the supplement industry, it drives me crazy because everyone's on the fish oil and the calcium and, and the, and all this stuff. And it's like, well, do you even need that? Maybe you should get some blood work done and find some objective measures of what you actually need. Mm. It's just, uh, we, we live in this world where we're like, uh, give me the, give me the easy answer and I'll do it. I don't care how much it costs. I'll just do it. But it's like, mm. but is it working? Do we have the measures to assess it? You know? And, uh, unfortunately in my, in my industry in chiropractic, there's so much guesswork that goes involved, mm. whether it's a chiropractor not taking x-rays or they have no objective measures. And it's like, okay, what's happening besides your patient feeling better? There's nothing yeah. else. Really you know, it, it gets to be a really, I mean, we could have a two hour conversation easy. about, you know, measurement 
because uh, I love measurement and also so much of my life and so much of my work is qualitative that measuring that is challenging and yeah. uh, it goes both ways. You know, <laughs> it goes both ways. My thyroid, we pull levels on that sucker all the time, but I can tell you um, the levels may be within normal limits. That does not mean I feel good. Right. You know, and so it's got to be a both. It's got to be a both. And how am I feeling and functioning? And what are those labs saying? And, you know, if I get too much of that supplement and pee it out, is that okay? If mm -hmm. I get too much of that supplement and it becomes toxic, is that okay? Right. right? Like, I mean, it's, it is a really, you, you, we could talk about that for many, many years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I want to have to. Luckily, my laptop's plugged in, so we got all the time we need. <laughs> well, I want to, I, A, I want to thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. It is. Yeah, upper cervical care is really near and dear to my heart. It, it really uh, changed my life. Good. That's why we do it. I tell everyone yeah. uh, it's awesome helping people feel better, but it's way more rewarding when people's lives are totally changed. Oh. You can, you can be a better husband, better wife, better employee, better grandpa. You know, that's why we do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was splitting some wood the other day and I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't doing that when I was. Oh, that's awesome. I know. So, well, guys, if you've enjoyed this or you've learned a little something, please um, like subscribe and share the podcast. I, I hope that if you are stuck with your back, um, pain, especially, or another whole bucket full of health issues that you'll give upper cervical care a try. Most, um, offices will be, um, happy to have you come in and just talk about care before starting care. It's important that you make informed choices for yourself and your body. So thank you again, Zach, and we'll see everybody next time. Awesome. Thank you so much. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast. I hope that it has helped you create a new possibility for your health and sets you into action to go get it. If you want more information or if you want to connect with me, visit my website at myhealthylife.coach. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that each new Healthy AF episode will be sent directly to you. Let's take you from where you are where you want to go. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.